This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Harley-Davidson Finance. Eagle Mark, I've been hearing a lot of complaints about this, and I wanted to do a video, a quick one, and kind of give my thoughts on it. Now, investing in a motorcycle is just that. It's an investment, just like any car, truck, a lot of vehicles out there. It's an investment. And to get that vehicle, usually you have to finance. Now, here's the problem that I have. If you're going to finance a motorcycle, whether it be with Eagle Mark, a credit union, a conventional bank, you got to make sure that you have the money to make the monthly payments. Now, a lot of the negative reviews that I see about Eagle Mark, because I'm going to check out uh, the BBB with you and some other complaints, are in regards to people not being able to keep up with that loan. Now, I understand a lot of people want to get a Harley-Davidson, uh, Indians, Triumphs, whatever it is, because they want to get on two wheels. A lot of them don't think long-term, though. They don't think, hey, am I going to be able to keep up on that payment? So when you go into the dealership, and you get all excited that, hey, I'm approved for a loan, even though I might have some bad credit. You sign on the dotted line. And you know your interest rate straight from the beginning. Now, if you're getting an extreme interest rate on a loan, maybe you should shop around. But most people do not do that. They just sign that dotted line, give me my motorcycle, and next thing you know, a year or two later, hey, I can't afford to pay this. That's something you should have thought about in the beginning when you were signing them papers. Because a lot of complaints are, well, they don't care that I came on hard times. They don't care about my situation. And let's be honest. Be honest with yourself. If you can't afford the loan, it's not the lender's fault. You signed the contract. You agreed to the terms. Nobody forced you to do anything but yourself because you weren't thinking if you could afford it. Now, there's some legitimate times that people come on hard times, you know, lose a job, stuff like that. But that's all got to be planned out in the future. If I'm going to go and sign a loan, hey, what happens if A or B goes down? What's my plan on paying off that loan? And Eagle Mark, I understand, they'll finance about anybody. And here, you know, because they're called predatory a lot, here's the thing about that. 
Again, interest rates up front. But now they got programs that have spread it out to 84 months, which you're starting to pay more interest rates at that rate. It can get up there into like the 20s and 30s. But hey, they're a business out there trying to make money. And you have to accept responsibility if you decided to go with them. Now, I wanted to go over this right here. This one. October 6, 2022. Harley Bank, no sympathy, start a pandemic, nor for my knee replacement surgery. Goes on to say, Harley Bank don't have any sympathy for your misfortunes at all. Got COVID, a knee replacement back to back, was off work paying for something, something but not full payment. Called me 10 times a day, even a hospital for payments and charging me late fees. Not, noting I'm in the hospital, I'm down to my last payment for bike, and it just, late fees, they're still calling me every day, six times a week. I will never purchase another bike with them. And then there was the user recommendation of go with credit union or another bank. Well, let's look at that situation there. COVID really hurt a lot of people. A lot of people lost their jobs. Then having a health issue pop up at the same time. But according to this post, he was down to his last payment, which I can't really, you know, am I buying the story? I don't know, man. I don't think I'm buying that story. Because if you're down to your last payment, and now all you do is have late fees, pay the bike off. Pay it off. Your last payment, pay your fees, you're done. But to say that a company that's in business, which you accepted, shouldn't call and get your, their money, I don't know. That's just like you. If you loan somebody, uh, I don't know, 500 bucks, and you agree on one point, well, interest, you expect to be paid and not have to chase your money down. That's the whole thing about loans, isn't it? To pay your interest, and then everybody's happy. Now, I went to the Better Business Bureau, and Harley-Davidson actually gives some responses. And here's another one. Get that out of there. I have a bike loaned through Harley-Davidson Financial Eagle Mark. I was behind in payments, being, you know, behind in payments. My bike was being repaired. Repossess. Well, if you don't honor the contract, you're going to get a repossession. So my mom helped with the back payment to get my account current. This agreement with the woman I spoke with was after this, you're current. Payments due will be changed to the 15th of the month rather than the 1st. Now, I know Eagle Mark hardly does stuff like that. Okay, but what happened? I checked my account online and agreement to waive late charges, which 
No company I know is gonna. And also a new charge for repo fee. Well, they had to send out a truck to come get the bike. You're gonna have to pay for it. You did not keep up with your payment. Now it says no amount of phone calls help rectify the situation. When I call Harley, they always say you have several accounts. Also, there are notes in your file indicating any arrangements agreed to. Well, I looked at the Harley financial reviews and turns out they are one star. Don't you think that you should have done your research before you went in to accept that loan? Meaning you can find all kinds of reviews about a company. It sounds like you were in a situation because your mother had to help you get your account current that you didn't have the money to pay for it in the first place. Now, Harley-Davidson came back, and this was from the HD Consumer Complaint Manager. HDFS acknowledges receipt of this complaint. We anticipate mailing blank a written correspondence to this matter within 30 calendar days. Should the matter take longer to investigate, we will notify him of that fact directly. It seems the big deal with a lot of people that cannot afford their loans is to run to either the Be uh, Better Business Bureau or other sites and just start laying on Eagle Mark, which is Harley-Davidson's financial arm. Which, I'm not defending any bank, any finance, any of that type of stuff, but it seems kind of wrong. You just said here that, hey, now I realized I should have gone and looked at the reviews. And I guarantee most of the reviews are from people that can keep up on their note. They couldn't keep up on their payments. Which I think is kind of unfair with Eagle Mark and as well as other loan companies. I believe that's an unfair thing. Because you have all the information in front of you before you make that. And financial education, and I have to admit, is lacking with a lot of people. Again, they just want that motorcycle. They don't think about everything else that's involved in that. If you're the one who signs a loan at 21%, that's your fault. You're given everything step-by-step-by-step step by step of what you're going to be paying for in the final contract. So it isn't their fault. And you also got to realize financing a motorcycle is hard through conventional loans because it's uh, considered a luxury item. Or credit unions, if you have a good relationship, go through them. Eagle Mark really is for people, in my opinion that really can't afford bikes. And I hate to bash anybody whose credit's messed up, any of that stuff. But you gotta take responsibility yourself. So would I say don't use Eagle Mark financing through Harley-Davidson? Depends on your situation. But you can't blame somebody else if you're missing payments because they are a loan company. And if you look at it, if I loan somebody money, I want that money back. I don't want to chase you.
And that's kind of like what finance companies feel like. What do you guys and gals think? Is it Eagle Mark's fault for people who cannot pay their loans or live up to the contract they've signed? Let me know in the comments section. Don't forget to like and subscribe. You get a new video every Monday and Thursday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Rock out. Join the Insane Throttles Members Only Club. Two ways to join over on Spotify and YouTube. Insane Throttle Biker News' channel, by the way. With your membership, you get exclusive content Monday through Friday. China Doll's on there with me. Y'all love China Doll. Also, you get an invite to the yearly Rumble in the Woods, where we get together, have parties, have fun. So make sure you join the Insane Throttles Members Only Club over on Spotify or YouTube. Rock on! Say goodbye, vamoose, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Taco Tuesday, and we got old girl over here being crazy and stuff like that as usual. She loves getting her dance on. What's up, China? I don't know. You need a longer intro so I can dance more. No, I think I can't take that much. Taco Tuesday today. I yes. No. What do you think about tacos on Tuesdays? Was that a bar thing that just it's caught a, on? Yeah, it's a bar thing that just went further than it should have. <laughs> you notice every time that we come up with something new, it's always towards a sexual deal. Yes. <laughs> I don't see why not. And I'm just not talking about us. I'm talking about, you know, companies because sex sells. Sex does sell. Big time. What's better than sex? More sex. Well, true enough. We're going to be talking about bring the thunder when somebody shows hostility. That could be arguments or situations at work. Going to talk about how people react to a lot of stressful situations. And China Doll is the perfect example here, people. Perfect example of how she has to learn to bring the thunder when somebody pisses her off. <laughs> You've always been afraid of hurting people's feelings. Why? I don't get it. I mean, I mean, I've grown a little bit over the years, so now. Do you I'm... think it's something where you have to grow into something like that? No, well, kind of. Some people, some people do. I had to because I had to. I had to realize that people's feelings. I shouldn't worry if I hurt them. Shouldn't you worry about your feelings first? Yes, and if I'm offended, I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> Well, offended Done. or put in a position where you got to defend yours without the need to worry. I think people worry about hurting people's feelings too much. Well, and I think a lot of people worry about, you know, if it has to do with like work, uh, if your boss pisses you off, do you really want to say something back or do you not? 
why should somebody be afraid to say something when they want to address the issue and get it done? Don't it spiral out of control if you don't address it right away? I think the problem is, is if you don't address it right away, it's going to eat you up inside and it's going to screw at your head. And that's where the stress comes in. Yep. And stress is a big killer. So you got to not, not have stress. Get Like you would say. I, you know, my favorite saying is, I like giving the stress. I don't like getting the stress. Exactly. And what does that mean? It means I'm going to go out there, communicate with you openly, not try to bullshit you. And I'm going to state my position, even though in this day and age, people can't take that. Mm -mm. It's like they can't debate anymore. And it's not so much that they can't debate. It's that people don't like hearing the truth. Or people are afraid, like you were, yeah. of hurting their feelings. Now, I, I, I'm always going to remember one time with you. I'm always going to remember it. The beauty school thing? The beauty school thing. <laughs> Tell them about the beauty school thing. And, oh. this, and you know what? She has changed since then a little yeah. bit. She still don't like uh, being in an argumentative situation. You don't, and you got to admit it. No, I don't. I don't like. I don't like arguing. You recoil, meaning it, you back off and you, you know, get into one of them baby freaking uh, positions. Or I, or I just don't deal altogether. No, my, <clears throat> I went back to school years ago to uh, become an instructor for a hair, you know, for because I'm a licensed hairdresser, so I wanted to teach. So I don't know why you still haven't pursued it, but go ahead. Because <laughs> of the place I was at, wasn't worth it. Uh, so well, I, it didn't have to be that place. You can still do it somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I don't even remember the full story. All I know is they had me cornered in an office and were making me feel like shit. Like they were yelling at me and everything else, and 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 I sat there and I took it. You and did. I did. And then you came home crying. Yeah. <laughs> and you told the Hollywood. And then Hollywood went and took care of so it. So Hollywood had to go in there and take care of it. <laughs> and what happened when I went in there and took care of it? You sat again and I looked at you and like, I aren't you going to fucking speak? Nope. I didn't say anything. What did you learn from the encounter when I went in there and handled it? Well, I ended up not finishing that class. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Because after Hollywood took care of it, I don't know whether or not they were even more pissed off or what the situation was, but they did get the point. On was I don't not hurt straight China to the, Doll's feelings? Was I straight to the point? Yeah, hundred percent. I had to have Daddy come with me to my work <laughs> or my my school. <laughs> he took care of business, and then I quit and didn't go back. But was I not straightforward in? what I was saying about what the hell happened to you. Did I sit there and worry about their feelings? No, you didn't care. At that point in time, you were more concerned over the fact that they hurt mine. And that how you never get a girl pissed off and upset, like as in so pissed off that they're crying because that's like the worst thing ever. 
But what did you learn is what I'm asking. To speak up and not deal with anybody's shit. You should never, ever don't let, let anybody, somebody feel make you feel like a piece of shit. Don't ever let anybody talk down about you to your face. I don't care what you say behind my back, but to my face, it ain't happening. And I think that's why is everything that I've ever done, I bring thunder into the situation. Mm-hmm. Because my point's going to be known. Anytime the kids, there's a big saying. Don't call dad when I was in school. They didn't want anything to do with me going to their school. Who are kids? Yeah. No. True or false? That's very true. They always had me go. And why did they have you go instead of me? Um, Because they knew things weren't going to end out good with you there. <laughs> but isn't it a job of a man to protect the wife and the kids in a situation like that? Yeah, usually. You know, one thing I can't stand is these uppity-ups or they think that they're all mighty people where they think you go into an argument or a position from a point of let's try to get along. To me, I think you're going into that kind of situation and as a part of weakness. That's where I look at things different than you guys. If you go into an argument from a weak point, you're not going to win. And then they're going to keep on doing that stuff. Now, see, I don't think they would have kept on doing that to you because then they would have to deal with the Hollywood again. No. And then the funny thing was, is like the director of that school, I literally had my hair license longer than she and I mentioned that, <laughs> I, you know, she did. gump might have came out of my mouth. Dumb fuck might have came out of my mouth. But I think that's one thing about bikers that are true. They're never going to sit back and shut up. Nope. And you have progressed over the years. But again, you're not there. I'm not 100% there because sometimes I still, you know, hesitate on what I'm going to say. And you shouldn't have to double think anything that you're going to say. I let it flow out like a river. Yeah, you you just have, it just is there. But you got to stand behind your convictions. Mm. And that's why there's a lot of problems between friends, between family, between strangers. Yep. Nobody says what they should. Nobody says what they mean anymore. Instead, they want to go into this big circle. See, I don't got I don't got time for going around and playing in a big circle with people. It's kind of like sex. I don't got time. Yeah, they basically like to like talk circles around the situation instead of going at it head on. And it just makes it worse. I think, like you said, it festers. It does. And you're going to end up making yourself sick over it. That's where the stress comes involved. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot. Don't you see a lot on, uh, what is it, uh, Facebook with your, you know, your former people you used to knew in high school? Yeah. And they actually put all these problems out there. For one, why the hell are you telling me it's not my fucking business? Number two, don't you feel stupid for putting that out? Don't you think people should feel stupid with half the shit they put on their shit? It's like, dude, once it's out there, it's out there. It's out there forever. (laughs) It's on the internet forever. Even if you delete it, it's on the damn internet. I mean, I think that's a lot of times why I I don't post as often as I probably should on my social media. 
but you know what I mean. Because they, it's like, uh, no, I shouldn't post. But that. Th- it, they want to make their problems your problems, mm-hmm. and I think it just makes them foolish. I think it makes them look weak, and I think that sometimes they deserve it. Because if you're posting this stuff out here, maybe you're the problem. But you, the dancing is what really irritates the shit out of me is when people dance. Mm-hmm. They want to do the Texas two-step with you and think you can't keep up. Well, and then sometimes you just don't even want to join into their crap. Is that your problem? I always laugh about stuff like that. Well, I don't want to stoop to their level. Fuck that. I'm going to grab a fucking shovel and go under their level. <laughs> You're going to dig a hole. I'm going to keep on digging, man. Every time they uh, escalate it, I'm going to escalate it five times is worse. Until I really make you look stupid. That's where that, you know, they that cartoon of the little Fred Flintstone comes in when he shrinks. That's what I do. You have no cares. <laughs> you don't care. So they keep on going lower. I go five times lower than them. Well, what about the and saying, when it's fixed? What about I the, don't deal with them anymore. What about the saying where you should always be the bigger person? Fuck that. <laughs> and just like forget about it. I want to be the dickish person. <laughs> like I said, I'm going to give you stress. <laughs> Screw all that noise. So you're going to say you want to be the better person. Well, sometimes I want to be the bigger person and not deal with their, with there is the favorite excuse of people who don't want to put up their argument (laughs) is they want to be the biggest person. To me, that is a cop out. Truly it's a cop out, but I do kind of like how me and you work together. You get pissed and I have to go in. And then you smile (laughs) because you didn't have to do it. Your problem is you want everybody to like you in and out. That's why you do not state your positions. You want them to like you. Now I've got that. No, I've actually finally gotten to the point where uh, either like me or you don't. I don't even care. You say that until... There's a situation where you got to stand up for conviction. Then you recoil. That's not like I used to. Not like you used to, but you still do. You recoil. And yes, China's a nice person and all that stuff. It's kind of like you want me to be the dick of every situation. And that ain't funny. I've been the dick in a lot of situations. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know the two oldest. Yeah, <laughs> I was. The, this is true. I was the dick in that situation. This is true. <laughs> what do you think about how that goes around in society right now? Because a lot of people think that way. They'd rather not express their opinions in fear of, say, being called racist. That has become an epidemic, if you ask me. Epidemic well, that's of stupidity. Because, that's because everybody's using the word racist for every every single thing. Like shit that's not even racist, they're using the word. I think then you have to combat that argument. 
you have to take away their steam because that's only them saying, well, I got no argument. I got no proof to back up what I'm saying. You're racist. That's what that means. Nobody should be afraid of that anymore. It's been used so much. It don't mean nothing. That word's overused. It's overused. You think I care when I have my WBM hat on? <laughs> no. <laughs> White boys matter, Jack. No, you don't care. I think more people need to get and like that. And you also that. don't care when you wear your Confederate flag hat. You don't <laughs> You don't care. I think more people should get into that ideology. And then I think for once in this country, there's going to be an honest freaking conversation between people. Mm. I never thought, you know, you grow up as kids, you're a kid. And you look up to the adults like they got the shit together. And then when you get into adulthood, it's like a constant fucking high school drama. I never thought I'd see that out of adults. I think it's more with adults than it is kids. I have to agree 1000%. Like legit. What the hell is happening where you have a bunch of fucking adults acting like they're still in high school? Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say you're one of them. Hey. You're one of them. You act like a child all the time. Not all the time. But you admit you do. Yeah. Why? Why not? I like to stomp my feet and pound away <laughs> and, and pound my feet and walk away <laughs> and say shit under my breath. I do it all the time. But does that make it to where you're actually an adult taking care of a problem? It's, you escalate problems. <laughs> that would be me escalating it when I do that. <laughs> Because all I, if I do it to you, you're like, I heard you. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care. You, you remind me of Camelia Harris. God, dude, stop comparing me to her. What you're not That's understanding sick. is. You're gross. You know, what you're not understanding is when she's asked something and she can't explain her position, she laughs. That is a tall tale sign. Oh, so you're saying every time I laugh, I, I can't, I'm not able to speak my words. No, when you're in a corner, you laugh about it. And a lot of people do that. It's just not you. A lot of people do that shit. Let me go to uh, some chat room stuff here. I think it's a reaction to their inability to think critically I can't win this argument, so I'll just knock his ass out. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. And you're right, Mike. Adults gossip and cause way more drama than children do. And that's what I was saying. I was like, man, I could never imagine that adults would act this way. And going back to them posting their problems on Facebook, you're idiotic. No wonder younger people don't use Facebook. You know, Facebook's only for us old fucks, right? Pretty much. We don't like, you know, Instagram, I can't stand. And TikTok, I really hate. But the younger ones love that shit. 
how do you think social media has changed uh, how we take care of problems? Everybody just posts them online instead of dealing with the problem. They want everybody else's opinion on how they should handle a situation. Opinion or people feeling sorry for them? Both. Both. Mm-hmm. They want their opinions and they want their sympathy because the person's dealing with the situation that they posted about. Well, that's just like Mike says, no one under 30 is in on Facebook. And if they are, it's for family uh, reasons. So I don't understand why they feel the need to do it on social media and not confront it. And I think that's what's destroying our country. The Internet is bad. But you also got to keep in mind a lot of things that people post on Facebook or wherever, mainly Facebook, because that's where I see most of the drama. Uh, when they post on Facebook, it's like, yeah, they want their sympathy, but they're, what they're trying to do is just put out their side of the story. Of course. Anybody in an argument always wants to put out their side of the story and that's the problem with this country. Nobody wants to hear the other side. So, you know, all you're getting is a one-sided story. You're never getting the full story. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think a lot of times when I read people's posts on Facebook, I sit there and I'm like, huh, I know that's not all. <laughs> What's the rest? Well, you finally got to the point where you want both sides of the story. Yeah. I think it lets you make a more educated decision mm-hmm. on how you're going to handle something. Yeah. I, I don't want to voice my opinion for some for somebody on their Facebook post, which I usually I'll read them and I'll maybe like it, but I won't post a comment because I want I, it's like, yeah, I want to hear both sides before I voice an opinion. By the way, make sure you like and subscribe over here on the morning madhouse. Also, go over to my boy, Mike Ball, man, over on Insane Wheels by Mike Ball. He kicks ass over there. He's the one who gets uh, the show rolling for Sundays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. The Hollywood and Mike show. You're listening in on the Motorcycle Madhouse right now, baby. The personalities on this radio show are going to take a quick break. They're going to get a cup of coffee, call mommy and ask for gas money, and they'll be right back. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. So bring the thunder when someone shows hostility. Now, a lot of people might uh, interpret that as violence. Yeah, I don't think it always... When you have to resort to violence, that's another way, like I said, the laughing and all that, that you have no point that's even worth hearing. Well, I mean, some situations might end up in in like a violent tendency, but they shouldn't, to be honest. Why do you, why do you, is that a reason why people don't want to argue is because they think it's going to escalate to that? There is a possibility. I believe so. That somebody's going to get throat punched or whatever. <laughs> throat punched. <laughs> Running throat punch, maybe. I don't know. Donkey kick, something. It's. It seems to be, I think for some people, they actually enjoy when it gets that aggressive. Mm. Because that's the easy way out. Well, like Nelson said, shouldn't it be where people say, take your problems elsewhere? 
I've got enough bullshit without adding other people's crap. Uh-huh. And I think that would be a perfect thing to say to somebody that's posting that crap on Facebook is you're killing my timeline with shit. I don't care about. Well, it's like people take pictures of what they had for dinner. I don't give a shit what you had for dinner. Why am I seeing 50 pictures of different kinds of meals? Cause they're stupid and they have, no I life. don't give a crap what you ate. They can't give me a freaking picture of a pussy. I don't want it. No, that'll get taken down. I'm sure. Right. Uh, Chris, uh, fight the good fight. I drop a motherfucker. I'm less than 10 seconds. As soon as you put an aggressive hand on me, but you can say and call me anything under the sun. It's like water off my back. People. Let's go back to what you were uh, saying. What? You're always afraid of what people are going to think about you. Shouldn't you take the stance of, okay, at least I put out my side of the story. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Yeah. At what point do you want to say that or feel that way? When it feels like it's starting to get heated and you feel like you're backed in a corner. You don't want to be backed in the corner. You want to fight your way out that corner. And the only way to fight your way out that corner is basically to speak your mind. Steve, China comes out with some good stuff like cooter pocket, throat punch, twat knot. Where the <laughs> hell did you come up with twat knot? Uh, that was funny. A guy that I was working with uh, at the gas station. He uh, he works in a uh, factory during the day and does machining on metals and stuff. Right. And he said there was a guy that walked past him that had on a twat knot. And I'm like, what the, what the hell's a twat knot? He goes, man bun. I'm like, twat knot stealing it. He goes, okay. As a supervisor. Yeah. Do you find it, because I do, mm. that employees hold back from their bosses? Yes. And I don't think that is actually productive when an employee can't talk to the boss and tell them if there's a problem or not. I deal with that all the time. The problem is, is okay, majority of the problems re revolve around the manager. I'm only the assistant manager. So most of them will come to me when they have an issue with her. No, I'm not talking about, <laughs> you know, the in-depth workings or your work. I'm talking about people coming to their bosses and saying, hey, here's an issue with this or here's an issue with me. A lot of times. Now, me as a service manager... That's what I want out of the mechanics. I want them to come to me and say, hey, here's the issue. Here's the problem. Here's the how to sell it. Because a good service manager always takes the advice of a master tech. Or if, uh, okay, you're gone for an hour and you're only got a half hour break, what the hell happened? And you notice how they dance around that question? Where really, in all honesty, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, did you go out and get a blowjob? You nutted too late? What? But they don't want to tell you. No, they never do. They're too afraid to. And I think when you're in a work situation, you need to be straight up. If there's an issue, you need to resolve that issue. Because if you don't. But I, I think you're going to go doing the same bullshit that everybody does and talk about whoever that coworker is behind their back. And, and I think it's the fear people have of, say, get fired mm -hmm. 
or they're going to get treated like shit. I think the and biggest I just, fear. I think it makes the situation way worse. I think the biggest, the biggest fear is when it comes to a work environment is they're going to get fired. I mean, unless you have something in a backup plan. So then you have then to you ask. Then you have to ask the what's the excuse away from work? Why can't people talk to each other? It comes all circle back. Fade, you're gonna get fired from a friendship or unfriended on Facebook. I don't know. How childish is that, <laughs> Oh, my way? God, you unfriended me. How childish uh, is that? I think Is that where we've come in our point of life where we're that petty? That you block people on social media? Yeah, it's like, okay, you got blocked. You're an asshole. That's what it means. <laughs> it means they don't want to talk to you, so don't, don't argue. And at that point, as in real life, you should just let them go. Don't talk to them no more. Because you going over in your mind over and over and over again. I don't even know what I did. What I do wrong. That's causing stress to you. So why go through some bullshit like that? I don't understand it. Maybe I have. Maybe uh, some people are just too into drama. Rattlesnake people are way too afraid of repercussions in everyday life. It's a shame how we how low we have sunk as a people. We really haven't evolved. We devolved <laughs> because people want to be uninvolved. Well, no, if you really look at it, hell, going out throughout history, people would stand up and mean what they say. Now, because of our generation, we fucked up this uh, younger ones because we wanted to give them everything. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to handle that kind of stuff. Especially person to person. No, they got to do it on the phone or they got to do it in a messenger. That's not going to get their problems uh, to go away. No. Because you actually got to look in somebody's eyes. Which is harder to do nowadays because people communicate from across, you know, across the country. Mm -hmm. So it's harder to do it in person. I mean, yeah, there's video, video chat where you can try and resolve the situation. People don't even use video chat that much. Not as much as you would think. You know what? Video chat, that's the stuff we dreamed about as kids. Mm hmm is to be able to talk to somebody on the phone and see them. Yeah. But now they don't even want to do that because they're still afraid. That's kind of like, because that's then not when, you, when, when you get the person, when you get them person to person, like in video chat, you still beat around the bush. You don't get straight to down, straight down to that conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, maybe I won't talk about it. <laughs> and do you think that's it's where society is it. disintegrating? Yeah. I do. I think society's pretty much gone to hell in a handbasket. So the people's inability to work problems out without all the drama has led, I think, to a lot of the violence. Because mm -hmm. people at some point just blow. And then you just add in all the bullshit like the TV and all that stuff, and it just makes it worse. It's true. Have you ever found it funny how people can't distinguish between entertainment and real life? Yes, all the time. <laughs> it's just like when the Viking show was on. Now everybody's a fucking Viking. Oh, it's not a big thing anymore, though. Like if you watch TikTok videos. 
that used to be huge when the Viking show was on. Everybody was it's like on dude. TikTok as Vikings. Now you don't see it as much. You have people. Well, I'm from Saudi Arabia. I'm a fucking Viking. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Sad. I can't understand why people want to take on a fake persona. That goes on to the biker scene all the time. Well, because that's because everybody likes to try and be something that they're not. And I think that pinpoints it right there, being something you're not. But then my question is, if you're going to be try and act like you're something, you know, act like somebody you're not, why are you hiding your true self? There's the question China Dow just brought up right there. Why, why do you want to hide who you really are and pretend to be something you're not? I don't know how what are you, actually what, I don't know how people live with that. What what is it that you're actually afraid of in showing who you truly are? Steve said, uh, Hollywood, that is true. Everyone thought they were a Viking, thousands of years of history, and they use a few hundred years to define themselves. Very interesting right there. Mm-hmm. That's just like when people ask nationalities and stuff, and I do it. Yeah, I'm an Italian. But actually, in reality, you're an American. That's your nationality. Yeah. Now, you. Yeah. You're Nordic. Yes. So you have more of a claim to being a Viking than anybody. (laughs) You're Norwegian. Norwegian, Swedish, yeah. A little bit of Scottish. So that does. Irish, Dutch. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little bit of everything. You're a mutt. Yeah. I'm a Heinz. But you don't go out there and say you're a shield mating. No, never. It's entertainment people. Mm -hmm. And I, how do you think uh, uh, TV has affected how people act and how they, how can I say it? I lost track, but go ahead. I had a, I had a, I had a a brain fart. Yeah. I had a Hollywoodism fart. (laughs) Well, that's not nothing unusual <laughs> because it's, oh my God, it we, affects we, how they act do we to have another to, person. Do we have to go back to all the BS with like sons nah, of you know what, and don't lions? Come on. That show has been, that's one thing that uh, it really sucks is was, I think that's a crutch for a lot of people to say because they don't understand the problem. Well, okay. Sons of Anarchy ended in like 2014 or some bullshit. I mean, okay? I get it. It's old. It was it was a good it's old. show. It was a good TV show. Okay, you know, let's like... end it right there. It's old. That needs to be stopped as an argument of what's going on in the scene. It, it, it's got to stop. It's old. Well, how many people do you run into on the street that that claims to be a biker and they sure as hell ain't well that's one uh, conversation for a different thing we're getting all right we're jumping here you know the problem is you get off track too easy oh me yeah but when i get off track i make good valid points whatever whatever god we're gonna go some news for you guys right now it's the top of the hour actually it's the bottom of the hour for us at the 30 minute mark <laughs> you're listening to the motorcycle madhouse baby with the china doll on with srn news i'm rich thomason 
Packing winds of up to 160 miles per hour, Lee is now a powerful Category 5 hurricane. Out over the open Atlantic, it's headed toward the Northeast Caribbean. At this time, forecasters do not expect Lee to affect the Southeast U.S., although they say it could menace the Northeast in some fashion in the latter part of next week. Also at SRNews.com, Chicago has a new plan for dealing with a flood of illegal immigrants streaming into the city as a result of the wide-open southern border. Nearly 1,600 migrants seeking asylum in the U.S. will be relocated from Chicago police stations to winterized camps with massive tents under a plan by Mayor Brandon Johnson. Earlier this week, several migrants were arrested on suspicion of threatening or battering officers at a police station. Johnson says the tents could hold up to 1,000 migrants and that the camps would provide meals, recreational, and educational programming. It's estimated that Chicago's shelters now house educational well over 13,000 migrants, with more arriving every day. The cost to the city is reported to be about $30 million per month. I'm Lisa Dwyer. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says the illegal immigration issue will, in the mayor's words, destroy New York City. He blames Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott, although it's not Abbott who opened the border. In fact, Abbott has been trying to secure the border as best he can. And on that front, an appeals court is allowing the governor to keep his floating barrier on the Rio Grande for now. The barrier has been deployed along a stretch of the river that has proven deadly for those trying to swim from Mexico to the U.S. Stand by. I'll be right there. He knows your music. He speaks your mind. He's got you locked on. Call him K. Cause you're okay with him. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio. WMMRDB Rockford. Did you hear what they just said? What? Educational programming in them camps. Educational programming. That is so fucked up. But do you notice now that the 10 cities are going out? Be careful, people. It's immigrants right now, illegal ones, that they're putting in these camps. But then they're already set up. What? You don't get along with somebody, they're going to re-educate you, reprogram you? Try to. That's what's coming in the future. What do you think about that mayor of New York blaming the governor of Texas for sending up the immigrants up to him. Now let's share the wealth. You're a sanctuary city is what I say. Yeah, I agree. If you're calling yourself a sanctuary city, you're going to share in the wealth. And that is how it starts. Steve is they're putting these illegal immigrants in these tent camps and they're reprogramming them. Now what's going to stop, American citizens from and it's been done before that's what a lot of these people don't understand this has been done before with American citizens being put in camps it was during World War II Japanese Americans were put in these camps so if you say it's a conspiracy theory or it can't happen you're full of shit it's been done before You think it's going to come? God, I hope not. But the, the, the uh, how society is deteriorating right now, it could be possible. Anything's possible. Just better not come to that. You had a false flag operation in January 6th. 
fucking FBI and every government uh, agency was involved in that shit. Hell, they even opened the doors. And now all these people are going down for it. I find that hilarious. No way. That's how the government works, but a lot of people still have faith in it. What are you, stupid? I don't know how anybody has faith in the government now. They all lie. So this country has a history of putting people in camps. Yeah. Again, World War II, and then now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, people say, yeah, just put them in camps. No, send them fuck back, man. You don't need to keep them here. They came in here illegally. Get them out. I don't want to hear how bad uh, Guatemala is. Well, if it's so bad, change the shit. Have a revolution. But don't come here and put all the burden on us. And when they get through with the illegals, next, and especially with Democrats, and you know what? They already tried that shit with COVID. Yep. They put a whole nation under control, and we let it happen. Yep, and now they're going to try and do it again because that's all. Of course, I, that's all I was hearing about last night at work. Of course, it's election year. Yep, they can't win without cheating. So let and we let them have it. You know what? Some of the creators on uh, that I listen to and in the bikers niche is like, "Are you that fucking stupid to buy that kind of bullshit that they're pushing out?" People really don't look at what the motive of these people really are. You know, that's just like some of the uh, the black voters. Do you really think the Democratic Party really gives a fuck about you? Nope. They just want your vote. Hell no. It's only every freaking two and four years that they give a shit about you. And then they're paying lip service to you. And then after they get voted and you in, still back the asshole. And after they get voted in, you don't matter. You don't matter no more. Uh -uh. You think Biden gives a shit about anybody? Nope. Obviously, he. That's just a dead giveaway with him. He could care less about this country. Basically, what they are telling black people is you're stupid. And what I mean by that is voter ID. Mm hmm. They're saying you're too stupid to go to a DMV and get you a driver's license or a state ID. How in the hell would anybody put up with that kind of shit? Or the victim card. Well, you're a victim. In this case, everybody's a victim. Or there's nothing but white supremacists. Oh, no. That's to scare the black vote, and they vote for the shit. Mm -hmm. Like on the south side of Chicago, what had they done in 100 years for you people? Nothing. It still looks like a nuclear bomb hit the damn place. What had they done? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Nope. What do we got going on in the news? Uh... I know I got this one story. What do you think about this one, China? Though more adult or older adults are trying pot, some for the first time. <laughs> a Bill Martin, he is a product of the 1960s. When it comes to using marijuana, the Vietnam veteran experimented with smoking weed after his discharge, but he quit using while he raised the family in the 80s. 
he was a clean machine. Uh, he's 76 years old. And then about five years ago, he began using cannabis again when the drug was cleared for medicinal use in Illinois. He goes on to say, I've issues sleeping. Well, when you go to an Illinois dispensary, it's no longer puff, puff, pass. It's puff, puff, pass out like China Dow says. It's uh, too hardcore of a THV. I love the <laughs> 90s stuff, man. Nice 5%. You just smoke it up all day. Now you take a hit in your fucking bed. <laughs> And he goes on to say it helps him. It's uh, stronger now than it was. You got that damn right. But I knew the the effect it would have on me. And I guess they're saying he's among millions of older adults who have started using Mary Jane in the last decade. Hmm. Why do you think that is? Do you think they were, they were raised in a time period with a bunch of tight asses? Probably. Just say no. And it's funny because marijuana, Mary Jane, used to be everywhere, legal. But because of the hemp industry threatening, uh, what was it, uh, tree industry or some bullshit like that, they demonized it. That's how politicians work. They lie to your ass so they don't make their money. Mm -hmm. Sad. And then they go into the health effects and all that bullshit. There really ain't no health effects. Now you can vape it or you can get yourself your favorite freaking uh, gummy bear. <laughs> Gummies. Chocolate. <laughs> I like to see my uh, mother high on pot. Be You've funny. tried. I've tried. You've it tried. You're work. like, hey, ma, come here. <laughs> I, I'm going to slip her a gummy. No, nah, give her I, brownies, I, pop brownies. Uh, there you go, pop brownies and stuff. <laughs> But I think people are finally coming around. That's like with a lot of companies, they drug test now. They yeah. don't they don't do uh, THC anymore. No, not in Illinois anyways. And that's pretty cool. I think it's come a long way. What else you got? What do I got? I have got some pathetic people. You got herpes that are going to give me slicky Lee dick. No, what the fuck? No, Shh. I, I have to ask, because nowadays, even if you ask abroad if she if she's going to give me sickly dick, she don't tell you. You're stupid. In San Antonio, Texas, a woman driving sneezed and caused her to swerve and crash head-on into an 18-wheeler Monday afternoon near the airport. How do they know that she sneezed? Is she dead? She probably told them she sneezed. Oh, she's still alive? Yeah, she wasn't injured. Holy shit. How do you go like head on to a semi and Jack Steller and shit <laughs> and, survive. and survive that? Well, the man driving the truck suffered minor injuries and the woman was not injured at all. Well, that's a good thing, I guess. But the, the, her vehicle, I don't know how she's injured because I'm looking at the picture of her vehicle and it is on its side, like rolled. No windows. It, it it's kind of like when you put a woman on her side and try to get her in a freaking poop shoot and she just squirming all over the place. Like the the semi and the car both rolled to their sides. <laughs> and the woman was uninjured. I, I don't. Well, I guess I that's pure luck, man. There are miracles in this world. That's pure luck that that happened. And there was not alcohol involved. She is insisting that she sneezed. And when you sneeze, you close your eyes. <laughs> 
you know, I guess, I guess, uh, hmm, yeah, I guess so. I mean, what else? It sucks for her. That's just as bad as somebody, and you know what? I can see their point that when there's a bee in the car, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> oh my God, get it out. You're, you're freaking uh, squirming all over the fucking place. It's like, dude, pull over, man. But it is. You just want to jump out of the car when them fuckers around. I'm telling you. Unbelievable. <laughs> I hate fucking bees. I hate them with more of a passion than you'll know. <laughs> okay, keep going. Come on. What do we got here? Oh, in Michigan. She, I hate when she's slow on her keys. Two people were injured, one critically, after being thrown from a motorcycle in a crash with a Michigan State Police trooper Sunday night. The cop hit him? No. A trooper was responding to a rollover crash with sirens and lights on when the motorcycle drove through the intersection and hit the side of the cruiser. The driver of the motorcycle... And the passenger were thrown from the motorcycle. The driver, a 36-year-old man, was treated and released. And the passenger, a 28-year-old woman, was taken to the hospital in critical condition. It's under investigation, and the police say that alcohol may have been a factor. Interesting. The guy in the front of the bike was drunk. You know what? I hate that the most. Is because look what happened. Motorcyclist is drunk and riding that fucking thing. Well, look what happened. He was drunk. He went through an intersection as the cop was sirens and everything blaring, and his passengers in critical condition. And dude's fine. What did they charge him with? Anything? Not nothing yet because they're still. It's still under investigation because it just happened Sunday night. Don't you hate that when you hear a motorcyclist get on the fucking bike that's uh and drunk? Yeah. I hate that because it makes us look stupid. Why didn't somebody take their keys? Well, that comes to the point we were talking about earlier. They're afraid mm. of the confrontation. Take the keys. And if they're drunk, take their keys. They don't want they want to mouth off, smack the shit out of them, knock them out. Then you don't even have to worry about giving them the keys. He's on the ground. He on the ground, he ain't going nowhere. And if he's drunk enough, he ain't gonna get up anyways. Because I ain't going to lie, man. I've seen a lot of friends. I've been to a lot of funerals because they were assholes and got drunk. And you know what's even worse? I don't feel bad for them. Because you did it. You caught, You went into that guardrail because you were too stupid. You got on your bike when you were drunk. Mm -hmm. See, I have no mercy when it comes to DUIs. None whatsoever. I don't care if your mama spanked you, your lady left you. You don't get drunk and get into a vehicle. I'm sorry. No mercy on that kind of stuff. Because you know what? The ones that are drunk are usually the ones that walk away and everybody else dies. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. We've got Cedar Rapids. One person was killed Saturday morning after a motorcycle collided with the back end of a semi-truck. The Iowa State Patrol says the crash happened Saturday morning around 11.37 a.m. The motorcycle being driven by 57-year-old Gregory Bryan of Indiana 
was traveling eastbound on I-80 near Brooklyn, near the Brooklyn exit, and he collided with the back of a semi-truck being driven by Sherman Gilbert of Arizona. <clears throat> and you know what's even worse? Even if they get in the hit in the back end, they blame the truck driver. They always go after him. Well, he can't blame anybody. After colliding with the semi-truck, Brian was thrown from his motorcycle and landed on the roadway, and then he was run over by another semi-truck driver. Oh, ouch! Sydney Green of Chicago, Illinois. Emergency crews were called to the scene, and... The oh, that dude's dead. And Brian was pronounced dead on the scene. Holy shit! Which they are also still... Talking in, about bad luck. They are also still investigating that case to see what exactly went down for why this motorcycle guy hit the back of the semi. What do you think about people who bang on truck drivers all the time? You know... Because they usually do. They do, and I think it's stupid because if it wasn't for truck drivers, we wouldn't have all the things that we have. Like, you wouldn't have your gas, you wouldn't have your groceries, you wouldn't have your toilet paper, you wouldn't have anything. Mm -hmm. So, I don't understand why they bang on them. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. I don't either, man. I mean, do I get, pet do I get petrified driving down the road and... Well, I'm not you got a semi on either side. I'm sitting there going, "All right, who's squeezing me in?" No, that's just because. But it's just paranoia. Fear. Yeah, that's paranoia. You know, I'm not talking about how they drive per se, because some of them are dumbasses and they do drive like idiots. But at the same time, you don't bash a whole industry because of one person. Of one person. Well, that's just, yeah. No, you shouldn't. You know, it's just like when they sh uh, show up at a warehouse. I heard this from my brother. They're put in a cage and treated like animals. You shouldn't treat people like that. No. Because you, you think you're better than hell. Half of them truck drivers make more than most people out there. Oh, yeah, for real. So how, how the hell are you going to treat them, you know, any different? Why? Because they don't look like you? I don't know, man. Mm-mm. I have much respect for those that drive semis. I mean, 100% respect. Because, you know. We got any more on this one? I got more on another one. but One more, one more, one more. Well, this one's a long one. What do you got? All right. Joanne Witt was found with at least 20 stab wounds in her California home. The bloody crime scene was profoundly disturbing to investigators, but what they what they would come to fucking stab wounds. You think that's overkill? A little. But what they would come to learn later was even more disturbing. Prior to her murder, Joanne, 47, reported that her 14-year-old daughter had been a victim of statutory rape by her 19-year-old boyfriend. <sighs> No charges were filed, and authorities later suspected Joanne's daughter, along with the boyfriend, plotted to kill Joanne. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old was the daughter? 14, and her boyfriend was 19. Why in the hell did you even let that dude near her? That's ignorance. I mean, I could see, like, 17 and 19. Yeah, but not 14, the, but not 14, not fucking 14. Come on. According to uh, ABC News and CBS News and court documents. No, stated, hold on a second about the murder and the 20 uh, overkill kills here. 
How do you do that as a parent? You know damn well if you have a daughter, a boy is always going to want to fuck her. You know that already as a parent. Oh, it gets worse. You know that already. Well, yeah. He's going to want to fuck her. Mm -hmm. He's 19. She's 14. Well, the mother got even more stupid. She did. I'm talking about the age difference. How can you do that as a parent and well, let that happen? How could she let the boyfriend move into their house? Oh, my God. That's how far it went. Holy shit. Not only is she dating a 19-year-old at the age of 14, but the mother was dumb enough and let the boyfriend move into the house. People are truly fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. So now she has him banging her daughter, who's 14, in the house. Mm -hmm. And then guess what else the boyfriend did? So how did he get statutory rape if the, the mother because was... Because of the age. She reported him because she walked in on them having sex. Yeah, but she moved him in. Exactly. And that's why no charges were filed, I guess. Well, there shouldn't be charges filed because the mother knew about it the whole time. The mother approved it. And the daughter did not cry rape. See, that's where it gets to be a sticky situation to me. There are some people on a sex offenders list that shouldn't be on there. Mm-hmm. Like you have an 18-year-old that's been with his 16-year-old girlfriend. And all of a sudden he pisses on the Wheaties of the parents. And then they cry the statutory rape stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's right? No, I don't. Because it just takes that one time for the parents to get pissed off. And then all of a sudden... Oh, even though you guys have been dating for like two years or a year. You it, shouldn't have been doing my daughter. It's right. You now. fucking knew about it. it. It's, it's rape now because you're 18. Maybe that's why in some countries, I think it's actually in Canada. I think uh, the minimum age is 16. I think legal age is 16 in Canada. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Europe. But it'd be very interesting to see a study on this kind of stuff how it differs from the united states from other countries when it comes to this because mm -hmm. the dude was 19 she was 14 they were screwing the mother met, uh, oh my god continue well not only did you know was the 19 year old sleeping with the 14 year old he turned her on to marijuana cocaine and ecstasy yeah see i would have beat his ass at that point I wouldn't have let him in there in the first place, but when Joanne learned the mom learned about what was going on in the relationship with the drugs and the sex, she began to disapprove of the relationship. See, they're trying to make her out as the victim here. Mm -hmm. She chose to go to the police after discovering a journal, something that would be a key piece of evidence after she was murdered. Well, of course, when you're talking about killing her and stuff. But the lead up to that, does she bear some responsibility for her own death? Yes. She should never allowed them to date or let alone move them in. That's a shocking thing what people are doing. Mm -hmm. No wonder our kids are so fucked up, man. The parents are the parents are that. Mm hmm.
So during the I'm speechless during the manhunt for the daughter and the boyfriend, the pair was not at home when Joanne's body was found. Well, of course not. They're like, dude, she dead. Let's get the fuck out of here. Well, and rattlesnakes, right? She fil- uh, facilitated the whole situation. She allowed it until she decided she didn't. Unbelievable. I mean, red flag nineteen fourteen. That's like your first red flag right there. Then, oh, drugs. Oh, but it would have been all right flag. if he was 19 and she was 16. Maybe 17. No, 19 and 16. That happens all the time in high school. Yeah, but how long were they dating? No, that shouldn't matter. I don't know. I, I'm on, the fence. I'm on the fence with that one. I'm on the fence with that one. Because 19 and 14 is way off right there. Way off. See how black, uh, tricky and gray and mucked it gets when it comes to that kind of shit? Yeah. I'm telling you. So the two weren't home when the body was found, but the boyfriend's car, which authorities put an all points bulletin out for, was at an impound lot in San Francisco. And you're right, Steve. It, it was a setup. Uh, the kid was okay until the mom got pissed off unbelievable right there we're gonna go with, uh to some family feud yes we're gonna go to some family feud right after this one this is uh china doll talking about me every morning time to get out of bed time to put on the radio oh you've already put it on <laughs> you're listening to motorcycle madhouse radio wmmr db rockford piss me off Fucking jerk, get on my nerves. Well, here comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand. He's a one ball man and he's off the rodeo. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Yes, that's what I do to you all the time. Piss you <laughs> off. Do you like want to throat punch me every morning? Running throat punch. Oh, you want to do a running throat punch? Yep. Yep. Unbelievable. Yes, You're so mean to me. You are. You oh, yeah. Mean. I'm so mean to you. You always are. So mean to you. We do have a breaking story about China Dow coming out. She is going to finally grow her hair. Finally. It's good. So it's what do we got in Family like Feud here? <sighs> oh, my God. Okay, you knew this segment was coming I, up no, the whole time. No, I didn't time. know that because I told you I had the sex questions ready to go. You ignored me. <laughs> what do you got? Well, our game has been ruined. Name something. Their top six answers are on the board. Name something you wouldn't want to have a view of from your house. Name something you wouldn't want to have is a view from your house that is the question hmm i don't know big old fat guy freaking walking around (laughs) naked that would suck because there are some freaks out there now Eh. what do you mean (laughs) not on the list not in the top six (laughs) all right what do you guys think man i guess i (laughs) i'm like bald naked grandma (laughs) is that a eh? <laughs> yeah, that's an A. Eh. That's an X. <laughs> now Vaco says the city. Nope. Oh, wrong. Neighbors? 
Yeah, neighbor's house. Neighbor's that's house. Number two. You know what? I actually am jealous of people that have neighbor their nearest neighbors like five miles away and shit. It's that's beautiful. Uh <laughs> homeless camp and cell tower. Nope. Huh. <laughs> this is a hard one. This one is hard. You picked out some bullshit one right here, man. <laughs> You're an some, asshole. Some of these things I wouldn't even have freaking thought of. <laughs> In-laws house. <laughs> no. Okay, give us the answers here because this one's boring. Now you piss me off. SNS got one. <laughs> he got the number one answer. So kudos to SNS. A dumper or a landfill is number one. <laughs> you, you know what? It's funny because it took us some time to get used to it. You know, we come from Chicago and shit. At least I did. You come from freaking Silver Spoon. <laughs> but you come out in the country and you're riding your bike and you're, you smell all the cow shit and the horse shit. It's like, dude, how do you fucking people <laughs> live around here? But I guess you get used to it. You do. I guess. But a land dump? No fucking way. <laughs> yeah, a dump or a landfill. No way. Yep, number one. Ain't happening with me, man. Nice going there, SNS. You Google it. <laughs> yeah, he fucking Googled it. Yeah, these people ain't stupid. They use that chat GPT, man. They're not stupid. Oh, Rob MC Clubhouse. <laughs> right. Hollywood naked. <laughs> yes, you don't want to see Hollywood naked. No. No, no don't want to do it. I have to admit, though, China Dolls finally get in an ass. Shut up. <laughs> Can we not talk about my ass? <laughs> It's getting perked up for that anal colon cleanse. Not happening. <laughs> What's another one? What do we got here? Well, number one was the dump slash landfill. Of course. Number two. You imagine that with the, because we call them rats with wings. Them fucking pigeons. I hate them things. Seagulls? Yeah, seagulls. Number two was the neighbor's house. Number three is a cemetery. Oh, they, I, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I think it'd be cool living next to a cemetery. I'm not going to lie. The neighbors are quiet. I know. That's the best part. You know, because there's one cemetery over here. There's houses right there. Their yards right next to it. I know. Like six feet away. I don't know, man. Then you you imagine having a cemetery right next to you and you put on Night of the Living Dead or, you know, <laughs> fucking uh, Return of the Living Dead. The fuckers come out of the ground and bite your ass and stuff. <laughs> I think that'd be totally messed up. <laughs> it would suck. A number four was a prison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You might be, uh, you know, the, but I guess you'd have a built-in security system. <laughs> you wake up in the morning and all you see is the inmates out in the yard. <laughs> Especially if you're a woman, they're all screaming through the fence and shit. You can't even sit in the yard, get a tan or something. <laughs> You get being a, gawked at by like a hundred men. Yeah, you got a hundred <laughs> fucking inmates lined up jerking off right there. Hey, honey, give a yeah. They're all jerking their weed. <laughs> that would suck. Number five is just a plain old junkyard where you can go buy junk. Huh. And number six was railroad or tracks. We had ones by us. <laughs> I we didn't even notice it when they went by. No. Cause yeah, maybe they, that's they the, only what the funny thing is, is they didn't run all day. I swear to God, when we lived by the train tracks, they ran only at night. Yeah. It didn't bug us though. Cause we were already asleep. 
Well, so I was it, it didn't high. bother us. Uh, me, I was high. <laughs> I was it through the fence. Oh my! Steve goodness. banged someone in the cemetery once. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Hmm. Hide and seek in a cemetery. Oh, I'm game. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> I'm game. Let's go play. <laughs> I love hanging out in cemetery. I was going to say something funny about that, but uh, anyway, anyway, we got one more. Oh, you want another one? Got you. If you had me, you'd be saying it already. Late on your cues, man. Name a kind of car driven by men who have to prove something. Corvette. Number two. Oh, Corvette is number two. Mm-hmm. I would have to say Camaro. Eh. Nope. You're t- you're they're not on there, a Camaro. No. So let me guess, Lamborghini or Ferrari. Yeah, both of those are on there. That's what I fucking thought. <laughs> a big truck. BMW, yes. Grumpy Rich. BMW is on there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what a fucking stupid question. We still got one, two, three. Porsche? Four. A lifted truck? Porsche, yes. Porsche is on there, so all the high-end deals. Not all of them. And I have to agree. I'm not going to sit here and spend $300,000 on a fucking car. No, no Jaguar. I'm not going to do it. I don't know why these people do it. I guess, like the question says, has something to prove. Mm-hmm. You got me, man. I never do that dumb shit. There's three more on here. What's the other ones? They're still guessing. What's the other ones? Number one is a Cadillac. Nah, come on. Leave the caddies alone. <laughs> they uh, the caddies shouldn't even be in the same freaking no. <laughs> which me, which makes me think, did my dad buy a Cadillac because he had to prove something? Ah, uh, no, I don't think that should have been on there. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> then number two was the Corvette. Number three is the BMW. Four is Ferrari. Ferrari. Number five is a Hummer. I like Hummers. Yeah, on your dick. Not to drive. <laughs> Why would you even go there? Hummer, hummer, hummer. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. This weekend's supposed to be good, man. We're riding up... Uh, North, uh, the tomahawk and stuff. You're going to get a lot of video, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. Watch. She's going to have 30 seconds of fucking video when we get back. Number six, the Lamborghini. Number seven, a Mercedes. I don't know. I like Mercedes. I like BMWs better. Mercedes, I guess, is decent. Mm, The last one was the Porsche. No, you know, I would have to say the Ferrari and Lamborghinis and shit. I think those ones really people have to prove something. Yeah. Because, you know, it's usually the old gray-haired men. Old gray-haired men. Wrinkly balls kind of man. Wrinkly ball ones. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow. Rock on. I say goodbye. Vamoose. Adios. Ciao. So long. Get your hat jack. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms.